important. Offset, he said this. You gotta know what your numbers say, bro. It's important. Yeah. It's important. It's the analytics do actually matter, apparently. Especially that kind of stuff. Oh, jeez. So, how do you feel? <laughs> you're you're equal partner. I need I need equal partner attention. I'm, I'm not that surprised, sadly. <laughs> but neither was I. To be to be totally transparent, like I'm not surprised. Um, I was gonna text you, but you were in Atlanta, and I was like, "I'll wait to talk to him about this." <laughs> like, this hey, but I want to bring you down while you're out there. <laughs> having a good time. Guess what? <laughs> How would you like me to ruin your Jeezy evening? Uh, that's okay. They did it themselves. <sighs> you're gonna tell us all about it, aren't you? I am. I am. I am. What is this garbage? Is this what you ladies wash? Instagram like, for is real. filled with the, like you're right. You ever stumble into shit and you're like, what the fuck if I just fallen into? It's the fakest shit I've ever seen in my fucking life, bro. Like oh, the yeah. fakest shit ever. It's all fake. It's all fake. It's the most like the camera's on and go. Like it, 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 I don't Dog. know, bro. Like it's Dog, unsettling. That's modern society is basically everybody is acting all the time. Shakespeare, who is the rightest, who is the most correct man of all time? Fucking Shakespeare. Yeah, Dead it's on. It's all but a play, bro. It's all the world's a stage. If only he, if Shakespeare now would be like, oh, I didn't know what I meant. <laughs> positive and be like yeah. isn't that great did not that wonderful look he pulled himself up by his bootstraps what's your excuse look what football did for him his mom <laughs> smoked crack and he's <laughs> still balling what's your excuse smoke crack stay ball <laughs> smoke crack stay ball <laughs> all right lawrence taylor give it to me <laughs> that is three-time defensive player of the year lawrence taylor thank you very much take well, that then. joe theisman <laughs> Yeah, for real, right? Oh my god. Can you imagine that? You find out, you're like, yeah, he's just a crazy cokehead. That's why he killed you every week. You're like, oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Glad the NFL never, drug policy works. Never block him. It's because he was on cocaine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what a relentless motor he has off the edge. <laughs> no shit. His arm was completely separated. He only had one arm and he still got four sacks. How did he do it? And yet, look how far you've come. All right, 12 real downloads an episode. <laughs> you just gotta, you just gotta feel, you just gotta feel free. You gotta feel, feel free. You gotta feel unrestricted, us, right? Just I us. Just gotta, I gotta take off the bungee cord and just jump. <laughs> <laughs> 
splat. Well, my friend, it's 1.32 p.m. here, Sunday, October 10th, 2021. Welcome to the fuck, or episode 53 of the fucking A podcast here. We're your hosts, uh, Siegfried and Roy, ready to tame all your tiger needs, and eventually, hopefully, we don't get mauled. Now, it's been a couple weeks since we've chatted with you people. Happy ma'am. Thanksgiving today. Oh, yeah. What am I talking about? Happy, Happy Canadian. Sorry, Canadian Thanksgiving. Yeah, I know Americans like, like you, they, they're like brains melt at the concept of someone... Yeah, like what you celebrate it now? That's right. It's in November, you fuck. Don't you watch the Cowboys with your family? Yeah, you don't. We don't put two like holiday major holidays like three weeks apart like y'all do with fucking Christmas and Thanksgiving. Like you, know, you get your whole family together and then you get back together like less than a month later. What's wrong with you? Do you know how vital it is to sit down and watch the Dallas Cowboys play the Washington football team? Huh? <laughs> on some on some Cowboys and Indians. I like how they just have to act like that's not the, the premise that they've been going for for 40 years now on Thanksgiving every year. Like it's, no, it's the Cowboys no, and the don't. nameless groups of people. Yeah, that's I'm, right. Mm, nope. Nope. <laughs> yeah, they just try to fucking, you know, completely gloss over the fact that it's been going on for fucking years. Yeah. No, that's all right. It's casual, casual old Americana shit. Episode 53 of fucking a Dan Matt back again. Your friendly neighborhood comedy podcasting goodness. We thank you for joining us, um, uh, Matt. How are you feeling about your money? Did you did you read about these Pandora Papers? How, how are you feeling? How are your offshore accounts holding up right now? You know what? The this is I am part of the problem because I saw the Pandora thing pop up and I laughed and I went, okay, so this guy's gonna get killed and then we're gonna forget about this in a week, just like the fucking Panama Papers. <laughs> yeah, right? I was gonna and say, I, didn't we already do this? I thought. Guess what? I haven't heard a single word about the Pandora paper since I read the leak about a week ago. So, yeah, I, I don't know what to say, yeah. man. Nothing's Be- going to change because nobody who cares about that has any ability to affect it whatsoever. Like and we have the attention span of a fucking fly. And like it, it, there's a new story in the news cycle this week. Sorry. Yeah, other shit to much. worry about. Did you hear about that offshore, the, all that tax dodging? Ch- Did you see the Super Bowl halftime show lineup? Whoa, bro. For real, hey. though. For real. For real. real. Fire. (laughs) Fire emojis. God damn. I'm surprised the NFL actually had the balls to do it, to be quite honest with you. I hope Eminem literally just pulls his dick out and just waves it around America. What's the problem, though? We're never going to see that shit again, man. Janet and Justin ruined that. There's like a delay now. Like none of the musicians perform actually live. They have to use audio recordings. Yeah, but it doesn't matter the delay. Like even if even if Eminem pulled his penis out and waved it around like and then the, and like if you're watching the halftime show and he started and then he's like was like and eh, check out my and then it just like fucking cut. And we were like, what happened? There'd be 80,000 cell phones filming it. And it'd be on Twitter right away. People like, yo, look, it's his dick. He's flipping his dick around. Like, it it doesn't make a difference. No, you know, he pulled out a spaghetti and meatballs, which we'll get into shortly here. We will. uh, We will get into his spaghetti and meatballs. All right. What songs? (laughs) What songs are we going to call it right now? What songs are they playing? Uh, All the classics. Nothing past 2005. Maybe guilt. No, I mean, uh, yeah, it has to be. Got to like got to be like chronic style shit, right? Yeah. Forgot about Dre. Yeah, stuff like that. It's going to be a couple combo performances for sure. You know, Mary J. Blige has got all the choruses down. You know, she's going to do a lot of singing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Kendrick's going to come up there and, 
you know, maybe I don't know if he's going to do his own thing or if he's just going to hop in on their stuff. Like, I don't know how they're going to do that. Yeah. Like, what's the it's, what's the distribution of labor is what I'm curious about. Because like, how long is a halftime show? Like 15, 20 minutes? No, it's like, longer. Super Bowl is an extended halftime show. It's three. right. But but how much of is that just the strictly of the artist performing? Though? It's like at least 20 something minutes, I think. OK, so there's like five minutes to set up, five minutes to clean up. Like 20 minutes to perform, probably. And then you got what for five, four or five artists? Like they're gonna yeah, have to do I mean. combo shit together. Yeah, a lot right? of collab songs, a lot of songs where they all pop up. But then, like when you put Kendrick in, I'm like, he's more newer songs, and Dre doesn't do as much as he used to. Like his classics are all in the past, you know? I'm like, I don't know. We'll see. Either way, I'm excited. I'm fucking excited. I hope Eminem gets naked on stage and they cut the <laughs> camera. That'll be, that'll be fucking epic. I think he's too sober for that now. I feel. Yeah, like. I think so. He's off the pills. Good yeah. for him. Good for you, Marshall. <laughs> Good for you. Boring. Yeah, Boring. fucking lame. How was Atlanta? Dog. You're back from Atlanta. You spent a week. You got stories for me and our listeners here. So before I went to Atlanta, uh, my black friend at work was like, oh, you're going to Black Hollywood. And I'm going to be honest. He was not wrong, dog. The the amount of like fucking fake Cubans, the like pink Ralph Lauren, you know, sweatsuits and shit by dudes who are like six, four and absolutely shredded was just it was unreal, dude. It was the blackest place I've ever been in my entire life. And how it was did you feel <laughs> I, yo, how I felt was dependent on what event I was at. OK, okay. okay. <laughs> elaborate so, football game. Lots of black people, lots of white people. Great old time. Okay. Two chains, Gucci Mane concert. I spotted out the other white couple like eight sections down about 300 feet away. And the only other white girls that were there were wearing duct tape as shirts. So (laughs) (laughs) I can imagine imagine exactly what the scene is. (laughs) The whitest people by far, by fucking far. Um, Yeah. So did you vibe? I had a great time until the guy behind us, uh, we were sitting, tried to, Try to recruit my girlfriend as an escort and get her to stay in Atlanta. <laughs> Dead serious, bro. Dead I, serious. Did you did you respectfully decline? Well, here's the thing. I, I did my best to respectfully decline because I wasn't trying to start drama in a place that I was very obviously outnumbered. So <laughs> what I you say, what do you think? Everybody was going to side against you like. Um, I'm not trying to start a fight in a crowd with a bunch of drunk people when you're the only white dudes. And when I walked in, I was literally I think, getting grilled by guys. So. I think our I think our listeners should chime in. How how how? What's the proper etiquette when you're the only white dude at a concert? Oh, I was completely fine. Fneh podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> Let us know. Let Matt know what what should he have done. What would you do if somebody offered your girlfriend to be a permanent hooker in? Well, the locale i'll put it to you this way i was i was laughing being like like duck like like we're good man like i was i was passing all the the jail checks you know what i'm saying the like yo is you a man like are you gonna you gonna fucking step to this so we were doing good and then he started telling me he's like why are you being aggressive dog and i bro i could not have been less aggressive i was like <laughs> everything about me was like do not be aggressive in this situation to the point listeners I, don't know what you look like, which, you know, yeah, not you, you and me together are both pretty much like the Oxford Dictionary definition of non-threatening. <laughs> so. It got to the point that I looked at his friend beside him. I was like, dog, could I be any less aggressive? And he laughed and he looked at me. He goes, don't listen to this fucking clown. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, we're good. <laughs> we're fucking good. 
Yeah, he was telling me, he's like, yo, bro, if you love her, you got to let her go. And if she loves you, she'll come back. You don't know what you have, bro. Like, let me get a camera. And I'm like, and Haley is like looking at the front being like, oh, my fucking God, this guy's trying to convert me to be a fucking escort. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Just trying to listen to a fucking Jung Jeezy concert. But, did, but what was the offer really? I mean, uh, money up front, advance payment. Like no, 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 none of that was discussed. It was oh, just didn't get have, that far. I see your girl has talent. Let's get her in front of a camera. <laughs> and I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, man. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. Didn't get to see Rick Ross, though. I was fucking furious. OK, because before he came out, Boozy went on stage and then his entourage got into a fight and then they just shut the entire concert down. <laughs> swear to God. I swear to God, dude. I swear to fucking God. Um, we went out to get a drink, which I got some crown apple and ginger. That shit was fucking good, by the way. Okay. Anyway, so I'm out waiting to get a drink and Haley went to the bathroom and I'm standing there and this dude walks up waiting for his girl, obviously. And all these people start fucking leaving the stage, like coming out the, the stairs. And I looked at him. I'm like, yo, that's not normal. Right. And he goes, no, nah, I was just about to ask you the same thing. Like, what the yeah. fuck? And next thing you know. This girl comes out screaming. She's like, yeah, motherfucking boozy on the fight. Yo, the concert's over. I'm like, what? 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 And the next thing I know, the ushers are like, yeah, guys, the show's over. Us. You're going to have to leave. So then we went outside and bought alcohol from people out of fucking their little like juice containers and big coolers and bought weed from this guy on the side of the street and had a good <laughs> night. So it was all right. It was all right. I knew you'd come back with stories. <laughs> Dog, the most nonchalant weed purchase I've ever made in my life. Walking outside like, hey, Haley, let's find some weed. Who do you think has weed? Well, that guy's smoking a backwood over there and he's got a fanny pack on. <laughs> he's sitting beside a planter. Hey, buddy, you know where we can cop some smoke? Yeah, right here. Opens the fanny pack, scale out on the fucking flower planter. How much you want? <laughs> I'm like, uh, let's give me 20. It's good weed, too. It's really good weed. What, what's there? Isn't there? What's in Atlanta? So they have CNN. They have... <laughs> <laughs> they okay it's right beside it's right beside all of their stadiums this is giant like fucking you know uh was it ted turner media yeah the big ted turner building um, yeah so state farms right there then they have the georgia aquarium which is fucking awesome it's awesome coca-cola plant the coca-cola place is directly beside it like okay. within spitting distance um and then they have waffle houses that's uh nice. did you go to a waffle house I, no because oh. they look they looked like we were going to get shot. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> going to be honest. No, like Sunday morning, it looked fine. But like at night, there were some people. They was it was not looking like it oh, was in the best location. Uh, from what I understand from from a lot of Americans is that, yeah, like and, uh, Waffle House is always there for you, but it's also risky. Exactly. It's a risky venture. It's it's a it's a port in a storm, but it also attracts anybody who's yep. coming through. Like the server will throw hands with you. So, <laughs> so we went to IHOP instead, uh, where every single server had face tattoos. Overall out of 10, how's Atlanta? Eight and a half. Had a great time. All right. All but right. Quick story. We go to the aquarium, right? And I found, I found my new calling as a job. I need to be a dolphin dance coordinator. That's what I'm going for. Uh, oh, oh. Yes. And what does that entail? So we go into the aquarium and we go see a dolphin show, which is like, you know, the trainers and they're like, watch all these crazy tricks. We've trained these incredibly intelligent animals that yeah. really are just captive. Oh, so wait, sorry. Escape. Are you about to tell me that the job you want to do is like being the slave driver of these animals? Is that no, it? no, no. I just want to create the fucking the choreography for the slave drivers. That's what oh. I'm. Uh, yeah, exactly. Oh, so okay. the show started and I'm sitting there and I look at Haley and I'm like, so they're going to dance and stuff. They're going to do some shit, right? She's like, yeah, it's like, you know, it's a promise, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, all right, so they're going to play some Atlanta music and the dolphins are going to dance. 
So all I could think of was like, peace up, <clears throat> down, and then the fucking yeah by Usher, and the fucking dolphins skid across the water, right? And we're laughing about this. You know, I'm like, yeah, that'd be hilarious. Well, doesn't the show start? And then they literally do something exactly fucking like that. <laughs> <laughs> Was a dolphin wearing like a Matt Ryan jersey too? Like, I wish. <laughs> I fucking wish, man. But no, oh, I, I, man. we had a good time. You should go. It's, how it's was the, the uh, by the way, how was the giant uh, mecca to football? The Mercedes Benz Stadium. It's a spaceship, bro. Did you did you actually see the thing open? No, it was open when we got there. Oh. And, and around the opening is a circular television so that you, no matter where you're sitting, can you can see, see the TV. It's unfucking believable, dude. And put it really, really quickly. My favorite experience, Toronto. You buy a beer, 14 bucks. Yeah. Atlanta, Falcon Stadium. I bought a large beer, a bottle of water, and a hot dog for 11 50 Now, I that's also, go- that's like, they're specifically the stadium that, that yeah. has that. Yep. Like, it's not like every stadium is like that. Like Atlanta has like a policy of like, we want low prices for our goods. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Nice. So I, I didn't even really want a hot dog, but it was a dollar 50. I'm like, how do I not, not get a hot dog? Like, right. yeah. So I had a great it, time, man. It's good. Good week. I a shame that you're watching the Falcons there. They, they decided to blow that game in <laughs> horrible fashion, but Hey, you know, I you know I was a neutral fan, so let me tell you that JD McKissick touchdown was pretty sweet. I was like, "Ooh, shit, you fly, <laughs> oh, boy!" Oh, shit, that sucks. <laughs> Meanwhile, every single person around me is like, "Why the fuck do I cheer for this fucking franchise?" <laughs> Felt terrible for them. <laughs> Had a great time. Hey, that's natural sports fandom, really. So, hey, that's good, man. I'm glad. I'm glad you made it through. I'm glad you had a good time. Made it back. Um, you know, while you were there, were you, were you, you know, were you offered any more illicit substances by any chance? Like, oh no, but you definitely could have found them. There was people outside the hotel at like five in the morning drinking like right. red cups. So you're on like the lookout. Partying. You know who oh. else is on the lookout for drugs? Who's that? South Africa. Okay. Ooh. And now they got their to... eyes. They got their eyes on a, on a substance that's sweeping the youth there. Okay. South African listeners, which I'm sure we have plenty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a couple going of, on? couple of bots down there downloading our show, I'm sure. Now, South Africa's on the on the lookout for a new drug. And tell me, Matt, if you've heard of this before. This drug is called lean. New apparently, drug. Apparently, a new drug called lean is sweeping <laughs> the South African youth. Watch Why? Out. I, a white suburban guy who grew up in Oshawa, drank lean in high school 15 years ago. What the fuck are they talking about new? I was going to say, you just went to Atlanta. I thought I thought that was like the what they gave you on the plane coming in. Like, <laughs> Welcome to Atlanta. Here's your complimentary cup of lean. Would you like codeine or promethazine in that, sir? <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> <no> choices. <laughs> now, apparently it's easy to make and contains codeine, as you said, which is found in pain medication. I, apparently, it's it must be taking the streets down there. Now, lean is a mixture of cough syrup and a fizzy drink, which creates a substance that can have serious effects on the brain. I mean, fuck yeah, that's, that's the whole point, isn't it? Jesus Christ, I don't like it, bro. I do not like it. Drank it once, and I was like, this is not for me. This According not to the me. hashtag Lean On Me drug awareness campaign, solid oh, hashtag Jesus by the way, Christ. solid, not bad. I'll give them props for that. <laughs> the mixture makes people lose their ability to stand up straight. They always need to be leaning on something, which gives sense to the name of a concoction. Is that true? Is that is that really the origin of the name? Dude, have you like, have you never drank lean? No, I've never I've never had lean. 
lame ass motherfucker. No, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, like it's, it, well, I leaned on the couch. Like I, I just sat. Okay. I didn't want to stand because I was leaning. So you, you're, you're giving the stamp of approval. This is as advertised. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. It just made my brain not be able to function. And I just couldn't sit up straight. I'm like, this shit fucking sucks, man. Well, Can't. fucking A is for the children, right? Where we, we want people to be aware of what they're dealing with. So some of the signs for lean physical signs include abnormal pale complexion. Oh, fucking trill changes in sleep patterns, such as insomnia, napping, frequent illness due to lowered resistance to infection, runny noses, nosebleeds, coughing and chest pains, changes in appetite, constipation, and neglect of personal appearance and grooming. So like everything, like anything's wrong with you at all. You, you must be on codeine. Must be just walk through the subway and look around and be like that guy's on lean. That guy's on lead. That guy's on lead. <laughs> Would you be that wrong? There was also apparently behavioral and personality changes to look out for, such as unexplained changes in friends, changes in <laughs> beliefs and frames you of reference. Start hanging out with people that drink lean. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I mean. Are you on lean? Uh, no. Well, <laughs> other people seem to be. Yo, I'm just imagining that like white parent coming to their kid trying to like that knows nothing about drugs. Are you on lean, son? What's going on with you? Well, I'm glad you asked signs that someone, you know, may be on lean, according to this article. Again, I guess South Africa is catching up tangible evidence that the child is abusing a substance may include parents finding tinfoil in their child's pocket. What is this foil? What is this tinfoil? I, I, I think they're just spewing all the anti-drug stuff. Yeah, dog. Here, that's really. like if you're burning oxys and doing hard opiates for incense sure. burning in the room. This has nothing to do with lean, bro. That's just covering up pot smoke and shit. That smell. Is that incense? Is this is this tinfoil? Are you sipping the lean? <laughs> no, daddy, I swear. Uh, excessive use of deodorants and eye drops. Again, this is not lean related. This is smoking weed, bro. I did all these things like what the fuck, man? But I mean, come on, just for the regular guidance for, for our parental listeners out there, just giving you the goods here. They also mentioned parents may find rolled or twisted cigarettes, pipe fittings, razor blades, seeds, and mirrors. Seeds. These items may be hidden in cars, school bags, under mattresses, behind books on a shelf, and inside the pockets of coats or jackets. I mean, okay, look, inside your coat jacket, that's sloppy. That's just sloppy. You're asking to get caught by your parents. Teens, when you're doing drugs, hide it in more inconspicuous places than your own coat pockets. Yeah, don't be like me. Keep it in your fucking bedroom drawer so when your mom comes searching through your room to find your Super Nintendo from 12 years ago with your five-year-old brother, they don't come across your weed stash. <laughs> Fuck, man. That was not a good text message to receive at work. Well done. Well done. What the fuck's all this shit? In? I was like, why are you digging through my drawers looking for a Super Nintendo? Like, what are you doing? Under tinfoil and your rolled up cigarettes. What is this? <laughs> What's all this cough medicine doing in here? <laughs> Well, that's what I don't get about this fucking list of the like, yo, if you're a parent and you need to be told that if you find a razor blade in a mirror in like a weird place, like, how do you what not know it's drug related? Quick, Matt, razor blade, razor blade and mirror was just found in your sock drawer. What's your excuse? Go. You have you have to right now or else tick tock, tick tock, tick tock, sweat dripping. I'm, I look at myself and I'm depressed by what I see. So I cut myself, mom. <laughs> flip it back yeah it's not drugs it's just mental health because you're a fucking bitch and i hate you 
<laughs> wow, expert level response. Well done. There you go. There Speech you go. check passed. Flip it on your parent. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> what have I done? Get out of my room so I can uh, study. But I'm not surprised that the fucking news are like 15 years behind on lean. Like, dog, oh this God. is not a new thing. This is yeah. like, that's what I'm saying. I'm not even fucking plugged into the real world of drug shit. Like, and I was drinking it 15 years ago. You know what I mean? Like mm, literally. Oh yeah. Yeah, bro. That's right. what are you Sprite man? Or are you, uh, you know, Sprite for sure. Right. Put, yeah. put a Jolly Rancher in there for taste. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> We're gonna put a disclaimer at the start of the. This episode contains instructions on how to do drugs. <laughs> uh, uh, I gotta be really blunt. It tastes like dog shit, bro. Like nobody likes cough syrup. Now imagine yeah. you're drinking it as a drink. Like it's it, it's it's shit. It's now. Garbage. What's your cough syrup of choice? Are you a Buckley's man or Robitussin? Uh, I don't know because none of those have codeine or professor. Do they not? Get, no, you gotta get the real shit, bro. Oh, My buddy's okay. mom had a cold and got like prescription shit from the dog, and he was like. Oh. <laughs> Literally those drug commercials of like, you yeah, like watch what your teens take from your cupboards. That's exactly what it was. It was like, yeah, I got the good shit, guys. Let's drink this. Like, all right. Uh, I went to my mom's cupboard. I got two oxys, a bottle of codeine. Yo, yeah, these were in the days that we were smoking weed out of like two liter pop bottles, like the homemade bombs. Sprite and can, shit. yeah. Mm, you know, no, nah, never a sprite can inside. You Just smoke an bottle. apple. You know, I have, I have. I'm embarrassed by how quickly I could whip up a pipe with one of those back in the day. It's been a minute, though. Yeah, you're you're an adult now in a country full of legal products. You don't need to smoke apples anymore. Fucking fantastic, man. I love it. (laughs) I love it. I love this country. Uh, I love it. All right. So keeping in the realm of drugs here. Got a guy here. Got himself in a little bit of hot water here by uh, posting on the Facebook marketplace. Now, my guy was trying to sell a catalytic converter. Posted a photo, except he neglected to uh, to remove the giant bag of methamphetamine from behind the catalytic converter in his right. photo. So obviously a uh, concerned citizen tipped off the police. Police went and paid him a visit. Now, per the uh, Stone County Sheriff Doug Rader last Wednesday, last night, one of our Stone County residents posted a catalytic converter for sale on Facebook Marketplace. Apparently. He must have been under the influence because in the background of his picture he posted, he left his large bag of meth and syringe on the coffee table. Now, the police were reported off uh, by a citizen where they arrived at the man's house, claimed they found 48 grams of methamphetamine as well as a pistol that uh, legally he shouldn't have had. I guess my man had a little bit of legal trouble before. Now, here's a social media post from the cops trying to be cool and funny and hip. Today, we arrived at this gentleman's house with a search warrant. You can imagine his surprise. He still had 48 grams of meth and a pistol that he's forbidden to own. We now have provided him a place to stay. Sorry, folks. His catalytic converters are not for sale right now. Police trying to, like, be, like, cool with the public. It's like, <laughs> we're going to throw you away forever, man. <laughs> cool, right? <laughs> Keep you safe. The, yeah, the unregistered firearm is, is an even bigger felony. To compound his sentence into spending the rest of his life in jail. Since he has drugs and a gun, that's trafficking, and he's gone for a long time. Make sure you smash that like button. Smash that like button. Please donate to his children, who are now going to be put into the foster care program. Oh, oh my God. (laughs) Poor fucking guy. Although that is really, I mean, Uh, dumb criminals. Like... Like, it's one thing if you take a photo of a mirror you're trying to sell and you can see your cock in the reflection. You know what I mean? Like, those pop up every <laughs> once in a while. But 
a bag, a 48 gram bag of meth. Like, what are you doing, bro? And it's it's not like it's like in the back off the side. It's like the catalytic converters in the middle and the bag of meth is right on top of it. What if like it was like what if he was like trying to do some like sneaky like meth sale? But like maybe he put it there on, on purpose and was like, I'm selling a catalytic converter. Wink, wink. And you were supposed to be like somebody in the background be like, oh, I'll take uh I'll take some catalytic converters. Wink, wink. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's got. Yeah. I mean, I've bought weed off Craigslist (laughs) selling for selling 420. It it is. I never used it. I I just bought it off someone else that had already established the connect from Craigslist. Oh, okay, okay. So you're secondhand. All right. Yeah. The guy looked like Louis C.K. and he had like the best weed we've ever smoked. So it was like it was great. It was great. Just show up. This guy would drive from like an hour and a half away because my buddy would buy like an ounce and he'd be like, yeah, I'll drive for that. You just show up. Louis C.K. would just show up and he'd be like, hey, hey, man, you're like, hey, dude, there you so go. Have a good exactly night. Exactly what I'm imagining. Just it, it frumpy, is. orange haired. Hey, <laughs> hey, guys, <laughs> you guys want some weed? Like, it is exactly what you're picturing. <sighs> He's driving thankfully, like a 95 Corolla or something like that. Like, thankfully, he didn't come in and masturbate. But, you know, <laughs> here's your outs. Would you guys like to look at me while I jerk off? Oh, you don't? No, no, no problem. No problem at all. No problem at all. <laughs> See mean, you later. It's always a risk a to hang around with the person you just bought off. Enjoy the weed. Bye. All right. Well, 911, since we're talking police, a police force in Ontario has released 911 audio after a man called the emergency line to report that he had to pee while he was stuck in traffic. Someone called 911 for that? Peel Regional Police released the audio on Friday to remind people, again, being you know cool with the commoners, to remind people about the proper uses of dialing 911. When the 38-second call begins, the operator asks a man if he needs police, fire, or ambulance. He responds by saying he needs an ambulance, but then tells the operator he actually needs police. Quote, the thing is, is I have to pee and these guys are not moving. The caller tells the operator, this is your emergency. The operator responds that you have to pee. And how are the police going to help you urinate? She asks. The caller then repeats to the operator that he has to pee. I have to pee, man, the caller says. The operator replied, I'm not sure what you'd like me to do if you have to urinate. I can't help you with that. And then the call was disconnected. This is in Peel region? Peel region. This is close to home for us? Yeah, this is close to home. What a fucking idiot, man. Get out and just like whip your cock out and take just the piss. fucking... Yeah, just just piss. Not? Just fucking piss. <laughs> You're not going to get an indecent exposure if you're like, just point it to traffic to the police. But look, look at this shit. Yeah. Look at this fucking shit. Just am, just Amazon driver it, you know. Piss get your yeah, Sprite where's, bottle. Where's your pour your bottle. lean? Pour your lean. OK, use your the lean. bottle. That. Well, you pour you pour the Sprite into the cup. Oh, coating wow. in. Then you got the bottle to pee in. Then you're slow drive home through traffic. You don't have to pee. Yeah. You're fucking faded. You just play some Kanye West and Paul Wall. Just yeah. drive slow. Just Bob. drive slow, homie. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly the traffic's all behind you. I just pissed my pants. I had to go, homie. <laughs> drive slow, homie. <laughs> drive slow, homie. <laughs> uh, so, people, yeah. people waste the time of like fucking, you know, emergency services and people that like actually need that shit. You imagine your you fucking grandma he has a heart attack, but like, sorry, we had to deal with a guy who had to take a piss like, ah. Oh. Well, that's what the that's what the like the rest of the police posts was he, were. Was he stuck in traffic? Like he was? Oh, oh I've been there. Been yeah, there no, I know that, man. Fuck. Yeah. So that was basically the basically the the Peel Regional Police were, were reminding people not to waste time. That's never going to stop. You're never going to stop people from being idiots with 911. Like 
Was there, didn't we read a story like a few months ago about how someone like their pizza didn't get delivered and they called 911? Like, yeah, they fucking flipped out. Uh, there's I'd love to just sit down and have a beer with a fucking 911 operator. There's probably some insane fucking calls, oh, yeah. dude. Some insane waste of times. And then some that I'm like, I don't need to hear those stories. You can tell your therapist about that one. But yeah, like, that's, that one's too, too depressing you, for me. Yeah, I, I listened to a girl get scalped live. I'm like, oh, all right. Oh, all right, then. Interesting. OK. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, next round's on me. <laughs> yeah, okay. as the guy's already like 14 deep because he's trying to fucking drink his fucking more no idea away. what I've heard. That is uh, that is a job that is not for me, bro. That is not for me. You ever broken your legs? Uh, no, I've actually never broken a bone. Knock on wood. You ever uh, go down a water park at two in the morning and break your legs? Uh, sounds like something someone would do, but I'd probably be too much of a pussy to pull it off. Well, over in the UK here, uh, two adults broke into a water park late night here, about 2 a.m., drunken night out. Okay. Man, woman, quoted as friends. They're not friends. You're drunk with a woman breaking into a water park. You're trying to <laughs> slash that shit. Exactly. It's, probably, it's probably your mistress, right? So UK woman Claire Vickers, 46, and friend Barry Douglas, see friend, 44, were <laughs> stuck in a water slide fume for two hours with fractured shins and shattered feet before they were rescued. Now, the pair snuck into Aldershot Lidl Water Park earlier in August here. So they got up to the top. They splashed some water down from the top to be like, yeah, we're going to fucking lubricate this slide. You know what I mean? We're going to have a great time. Boof. Pop in. Go down for their drunken ride. Soon became a nightmare, though, when they slammed into a barrier at the bottom. Whoa. Their legs collided with the barrier, blocking the exit, shattering their feet and fracturing their shins. Vickers described the incident as like a scene out of the horror film Saw. They were banging on the slide for hours in a bid to attract attention for someone to come fucking help with them. Now, Douglas ended up with both ankles shattered and said his foot was quite literally hanging off. Oh, my God. <laughs> Can you imagine that? So it's just like, what, at the end of the day, <laughs> at the end of the day, they put barriers up on these things. Yeah, bro. They like I guess they have like a little white gate. I saw a photo. They don't think they you put... don't think maybe they we should put one of those at the entrance <laughs> instead of the exit. <laughs> Maybe that'll be changed in the new policy. (laughs) Oh, you can go down it. You just will never escape. You're just stuck here forever. Fuck. Oh, man. That is the sheer horror. The sheer horror, bro. It sounds like a Stephen King fucking novel. You know what I mean? Like misery on the water slide is what that is. You have a whole novel, just like her three and a half hour bid for just sitting in there contemplating her life as her ankles lay fucking, you know, dangling off her feet. That's an interesting. Are you going to start working on that today? That's a good, it's a good novel. I haven't done enough drugs, bro. I'm not like, I'm not uh, dark enough for that yet. Well, go to your local pharmacy, pick up some (laughs) Sprite, some Jolly Ranchers. I think if I do lean, I'm never going to write. I, I don't think that's how that works, bro. It's just scribbled lines on paper. Like You, what? Need, some, you need some cocaine, some meth, something like that. Sure. We need, you need up. uppers. You need more uppers. Oh, you need a combination. You need uppers and downers. What you do you know? think? Do you think there's a drug that would be uh, off the grid drug that if you could write on it, you could write something actually good? Mescaline. Mescaline. <laughs> you just need to keep me in, in situated in front of a in front of a like a notepad or something. Just don't let me leave the room. So you need a chaperone. Yeah, you need. You definitely would need a trip sitter. Okay. Do okay. some mescaline. I don't know. I feel like meth. It would just be like you wouldn't be able to fucking figure anything out. Salvia, like I, I couldn't write on no, salvia. I, I, I couldn't, couldn't sit even up. Put like. a good sit up. 
cocaine yeah probably coke you know coke yeah. you can write no for sure write right a lot of incoherent bullshit probably how do you harness how do you harness cocaine to actually write something coherent like well first of all you have to be talented and then the cocaine sure. will help you if you're just like i'm gonna do yeah. coke and write it's gonna be an un- <laughs> we already saw what happened with mein kampf and hitler just a meth and write a book what's it gonna be just absolute nonsense <laughs> so are you saying that because Hitler did math and wrote a book that that's why history was altered forever. Uh, no, don't put words in my mouth, but Hitler literally did alter the course of history by doing math. Absolutely. Oh, so, so that South African anti-drug campaign, what they really need to do is harness that. Like don't do meth. I'm very, you'll end up like Hitler. Yeah. I was about to say, I'm very cautious to say that they need to harness the power of Hitler to, to, to achieve their goals <laughs> in South Africa of all places. It's, you know, there's, there's gotta be something. <laughs> How do I word this? I live in a city where there's a lot of meth and I've seen meth heads and I gotta tell you, none of them are as organized or capable of, of getting things done. It looks like as Adolf Hitler was. So, so what was his secret? Like, how was he not just like walking around like, Hey man, spear some change. Because he had a team of of doctors fucking injecting him and keeping him upright. And then he had a team of yes men that were like putting up with this crazed rants. And then he also had access to the entire whatever he wanted in Germany. Meth heads on the street don't have that shit. They just they can't even get their next fix, bro. That's why they get so mad. So you're saying if I take a meth head off the street right here and and give him everything, he'll become Hitler. (laughs) Possibly. (laughs) Depends. Depends what city you put him in. All right. New political system. Instead of democratically electing, we spin a wheel for one random meth head to be put in charge and have unlimited power. There's there's some guy out west right now that's being like, you do better yeah. than Trudeau. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I'm down for this. Oh, my God. Yeah. What, what would the country be like if a meth head was in power? Um, I, I, <laughs> I don't. Know. Every watermelon would come with a hole cut out of it to fuck. There'd be like, what well, else? that's that feels awfully presumptuous. I don't know. Methods are crazy, bro. They just want to grind their teeth and just slam themselves into shit. It's true. I mean, I don't know if it's true. I'm just I'm just um, affirming your point for some I reason. I mean, I have quite literally watched a dude smoke meth and then start humping the floor. So like, I, I you know, <laughs> everything must have a hole in it. Everything. All surfaces must have holes put into them. My new <laughs> the meth party. <laughs> Holes for everybody. This guy's carrying around bowling balls with like fucking flashlights in the the little holes. Oh God. <laughs> oh God. What a fucking travesty. What a monstrosity. I think we gotta move on. Yeah. We, we gotta move on. Now you Next. know I'm a big you know I'm a big fan of the occult, right? Ooh. Obviously. A practiced spellcaster. What talisman do you bring it forward today? Well, this is a story that comes from California. California man is suing a psychic who he says falsely claimed she could remove a curse that was put on his marriage by a witch hired by his ex-girlfriend. Now, there's a lot. We tracking so far. I'll read it again. I'll bring I'm going to roll that one back. A California man is suing a psychic who okay. he says falsely claimed that she could remove a curse that was put on his marriage by a witch who was hired by his ex-girlfriend. A lot of players. So, ex-girlfriend hired a witch, put a curse on his marriage, so he went to a psychic who said she could fix that. He's saying she didn't. So Mistress was pissed 
that he had a wife and didn't choose the side piece. So put a heck curse something, on that bitch. Something like that. Okay. Mauro Restrepo said Sophia Adams promised she could save his marriage if he paid $5,100 oh to exercise God. the spell. Oh, I know. my I fucking know. God, Already. dude. <laughs> $5,100. That wasn't your first and indication. I can fix your marriage. Oh, yeah. I'll just I'll, I'll do some voodoo shit. Your, your curse is lifted. Money, please. Say $5,100 for the mistress to go away. You'd be all right. Do you think that's market rate? $5,100 to, to remove a curse? That can't be market rate, dog. Yeah, who's that fucking stupid to pay that much money? You think you think the fucking look, these witches, occultist people, of course, people believe in it and participate. There's not enough people that they're making bank that they can charge 5100 on the norm. I would assume like unless you get people like this that are just like, oh my God, my do you think there's a market? Man. Do you think people like psychics like contact each other and like set the prices like there has to be there has to be because some of them are open and some aren't. You know what I mean? Right. Like some of those neon lights are starting to fade too much and they haven't replaced the bulbs yet. Like they can't be doing too well. Oh, so, you, so she's looking for a grift is what you think. I think so. I think okay. so. Miss Adams allegedly told Mr. Restrepo he and his family would, quote, be unhappy and in danger if the curse was not lifted. So she was baiting this guy in as well. He's seeking twenty five thousand dollars in damages. Included among several other allegations made by Mr. Restrepo are charges of negligence, civil conspiracy in both intentional and negligent infliction of emotional distress. That's a that's a claim that's you can huge. make. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, I could probably file a few of those. I think we yeah, all could. Listen, man, you fucking ate my pizza pockets once in college, bro. Like I, I'm suing Yo, your ass. That was intentional and negligent infliction of emotional distress. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. I just admitted it on air. It's a tried and tested method, I think. So just so you know, we're both recording. Mr. Restrepo said that he contacted Miss Adams after searching for psychics on Google. I mean, how that's else? Your first do you mistake. Find, how else do no, you that's find your one? first mistake, bro. You got to go down to Diagon Alley. You got to fucking go look for the neon lights. I Google the psychic. She said fifty one hundred dollars to remove the curse from your marriage. And I, I went along with that. This guy. Said, I mean, if I was a judge like buyer beware or buyer deserve, be stupid like i don't you know. deserve to get your money taken from you if you're that fucking like listen if i'm the judge i'm looking at him like hey man i got some shit for sale for 7500 you need it i'll fix your marriage for you yeah the it's, called a, it's called a divorce <laughs> can i grift can i grift you too now when you go when he googled what he found when he googled this psychic mrs adams website bills her as quote a psychic love specialist hell yeah and a PhD life coach. Bullshit. I PhD mean, PhD life coach. Yeah. What from what school? What institution did you go to to get that accreditation? Uh, Bishop Sycamore. <laughs> doctor, <laughs> doctor, life coach over here. The suit claims, quote, this made the plaintiff more confident that he was speaking with a professional that could help him. I mean, this guy, come on. Some people just like want to get their money taken from my honestly. <laughs> yeah, like honestly, bro, like motherfuckers need to play like more video games when they were kids online and get scammed out of like, you know, something worthless. Somebody so that steals they... your Neopets account after telling yeah. you to change your email. It's exactly. Fucking get fished out. And you're like, all right, I don't trust anybody. During the session, Mrs. Adams, Miss Adams, sorry, Miss Adams read his tarot cards and told them that he had mala suerte or bad luck placed on him by a witch hired by his ex-girlfriend. So at any point in this story, I don't think the ex-girlfriend's involved. You Google some psychic. 
you read her PhD life coach credentials, thought, fuck, yeah, this is the lady for me, went to see her. She was like, ooh, there is some curse put on you by an ex-girlfriend that will cost $5,100 to remove. (laughs) And you said, yes, sign me up. Uh, That just goes to show how much a divorce costs, right? This guy's like, I'd rather pay the 5,100 than go through the divorce process. Please help me. It must have been my it must have been my ex-girlfriend. The only reason why my marriage couldn't be working right now is because my ex-girlfriend must have hired a witch to put a curse on me. It's not because my wife flinches every time I walk by because she thinks I'm going to hit her again. No, (laughs) it's got to be my ex-girlfriend. Yeah, it's not. It's not because her my wife and I have absolutely no discernible emotional chemistry or any sort of working pieces of a relationship. No, it's it's probably had to be my ex-girlfriend hiring a witch. That sounds like the right answer to me. Sounds plausible. Thanks, Dr. Google. Do you, Poor guy. I just like I'm caught up on the fifty one hundred dollars, though. Like, bro, that's OK. Uh, you know what? I'm skeptical. I'm going to look up a fucking psychic. Maybe she'll be able to help me out here. She give me a reading. Yeah, it's going to be fifty one hundred. Fuck you, bitch. Like I'm out the <laughs> do door. Do you think do you think she like tried to act like it cost more, but there was like a special on? Do you think she was like, it's actually usually like 7,500, but right now I'm offering uh, ex-girlfriend witch exorcisms for for 30% off. So it's going to be about 5,100. Wow, it's on sale? What a good deal. Oh, fuck, great timing. God, that's what a coincidence. I I just... You're right. Dog, you're you're right. You said it. Some people... World's tiniest violin playing for Like some people really are just asking, if this guy didn't give this woman $5,100, some other person would have conned him out of $5,100. Absolutely. Absolutely. What about a catalytic converter and got (laughs) meth and been frustrated and been like, what is this? What is this? Hey, $5,100 of meth, you know, it's a party. For like one night, you probably smoke all that shit. (laughs) I think that's cheap. I don't even know. I don't even know. We haven't, you know, you're you're a lean expert. You know, stay in your lane, obviously. I'm now, leaning out of it, though. <laughs> we've been on drugs a lot. All This whole episode, we've been on drugs, apparently, but literally, figuratively. But uh, I don't know if you heard this it, sports-wise, since we never get into the sports stuff very much. Dallas Cowboys offensive tackle Lael Collins is in the process of serving a five-game suspension for violating the National Football League's substance abuse policy. Quarter zone shots, yes. Any other recreational drugs? No. Not around these parts. The only drugs you get are the ones that help you get through game day, homeboy. Mm-hmm. Oxys and perks. No, yeah, we, don't, we don't test for those. No, fuck no. Now, he wasn't actually suspended for weed, which was reported in the offseason when the suspension apparently came down a few months ago. The league actually also apparently doesn't actually re- suspend guys for weed anymore. They're actually easing up on that. Mm-hmm. Josh Gordon punching the air right now because he's like, fuck, I'm like five years too late. Um <laughs> He was actually suspended for missing multiple drug tests. And then get this. He was apparently suspended for attempting to bribe the drug tester that the league sent. That'll do it. (laughs) That's going to be a bridge too far. This isn't like peewee football. Like you bribe this guy for 10 G's. Yo, this guy's making six figure bank. Probably this is like an NFL contract that out medical. Maybe not six figure. But so you're saying he didn't offer enough. Uh, I'm saying there's certain people that can be bribed and others that can't. And when I got a job with the NFL, nah, I'm not getting bribed on that one. But also, like, like everybody's got a price. Everybody's got a price. Clearly, Everybody. you didn't meet it. Clearly. 
clearly. That's what I mean. I mean, dog, like they don't they don't test for what when when did he pop? Was it recently? Because it can't be for weed if it was recently. Uh, I guess it must have been misreported when he first was. They said he failed. Uh, he failed the drug test. And I think I think Leo Collins has a history of uh, of being maybe on a shorter leash. I remember he was a he was ah, a. No, I don't know if you it. remember him. He was like supposed to be a top pick and then he didn't get drafted and then he went through the supplemental draft yeah there's that, that weird mur- thing they that do murder thing that came up but he was yeah. not involved in it oh, whatever, right? oh right yeah he was accused of something that he wasn't that wasn't true in the end right if that was it well here's the thing anyway. so like the nfl tests for weed on like 420 like in training camp and then they never test for it again for the rest of the year i'm serious yeah. once you yeah. pass no sorry this testing starts on 420 and then there's like a period of like two months or something they can it's test like you at any time. in may and stuff correct like that. yeah they can test you at any time once you pass that, they don't test you again for weed for the rest of the year. They can pop you for random drug tests, but it's performance enhancers. You, you're fine smoking weed. They don't test for that in season. Yeah. The only way you get tested for weed is if you already had a history of failing a test and you're in the drug program. So it's either not weed. So, or yeah, that, well, it wasn't program. weed. It seems like they it seems like there was something. I, I, I'm not sure from the article if I'm clear that there actually was a negative test or if it was purely he missed too many tests. And then he tried to bribe the guy. I don't know if he actually tested positive. Apparently, he's not the only guy who's done that before. But it's believed that he had legitimate reasons for missing these. But you get, get this. He missed seven drug tests. You can't have seven legitimate reasons. Maybe one or two. But Maybe seven. One. But the way Ooh. the NFL works is like, it doesn't matter what city you're in. And if you leave, you're supposed to tell people. Be like, hey, I'm actually in Miami. They're like, okay, we'll send a guy from Miami to come see you. Like, you have to take the test. He apparently a Cowboys strength and conditioning coach, Marcus Paul, died in November. He was scheduled for a test on that day. He also had another missed drug test on the day of his own uncle's funeral. Okay, that's two. What about the other five? Mm -hmm. Like, dude, people just keep every time you guys ask, stop asking for drug tests. Every time you do, somebody dies. Like, (laughs) I have no friends or family. Everybody dies when you ask me for a drug test. That's seven in a row. No, like you've all right. Two tests. Excuse Seven tests and a bribe, yeah, maybe a little bit much. Get a little, get a little <laughs> it's a, harder to sell it's a little here, dicey, buddy. A little bit what dicey. Are you, what are you smoking over there? Drinking yeah. lean? <laughs> huh? I don't think lean's good for an offensive lineman. Hut, no. Just, uh, well, you need a little bit of lean. You know what I'm saying? This guy's got no technique. He just falls onto people. Nice. Oh, week, week one, Taylor Lewan. Anyway, <laughs> whoa, taking shots. No, he's he's all right. He bounced back. He bounced back. Chandler mm-hmm. Jones just ate his lunch. <laughs> fair enough fair enough all right what else you got yo you ever like you ever you know get mad at corporate you know the upper all guys all the time all and the you want to think every if day you of my life fucking knew what it was like to come do my fucking job you wouldn't give me these bullshit reasons well yep. raising canes restaurants in america here is actually putting that to the test so facing an employee shortage they're actually putting their corporate staff to work as fry cooks and cashiers so they're getting uh they're getting a little bit creative with it here. So the fast food chain's uh, standing corporate staff to work at its restaurants. The Bloomberg has reported starting this week about half of Raising Cane's office employees will work as fry cooks and cashiers, <laughs> and also help with hiring new employees. They're trying to hire ten thousand new workers in the next fifty days, which is insane numbers. But I, I cannot imagine the CEO of my fucking company coming down and like working the fry grill. Like, I also would love it. I Every oh, sure. inch of my fucking body, I would love that shit. Yeah. Just to see all these dumbass fucking, you know, new rules and stuff you put out or new regulations, how they don't work or 
you know, you need to you need to make sure you give customers 17 fries in a vertical fashion, you know, in the in the cup. That's a perfect pour. Meanwhile, the fucking fry machine's broken and like the things come out and they fucking fly all over the place. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like stupid shit like that. I think bro. it should work both ways. I think I think executives and corporate people should have to go down to the bottom. And I think they should have programs where they take people from the bottom and like have them come sit in on a day and be like, yo, you want to sit on like a board meeting? Like you want to see what it's like? Like you want to see the kind of shit we deal with? Because look, to me, it seems like the fucking higher ups don't do shit except look at pie graphs given to them by the underlings and then be like, mm, can this number be bigger than this number? And then be like, make it so like mm, if we cut health insurance, we'll increase profits by 14 exactly, percent. But yeah, bring me into the room. Maybe I'd be like, well, fuck, you guys do do a lot of shit. Like, I don't know. To me, it looks like you guys are just jerking off all day. But like should be both ways, man. It should be. That's Wasn't a there a call. TV show like that? Isn't there some undercover boss? Undercover or boss. Like that? Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. And that's exactly what happens. And then like we were talking about earlier, everything turns into everybody's got a story. It's like I work here at Raising Canes. My daughter has narcolepsy. Oh, yeah. My mom is dead and my husband left me. <laughs> I have nothing. <laughs> well, you work really hard here at Raising Canes. So we're going to give you a yeah. fund for your daughter for fifteen thousand dollars. So the oh, next God. line cook over is like, wait, what the fuck? I got shit, too. Like. Yo, the best is the be you ever watch this show? Because the best is when they'll have like they'll have a couple hardworking employees and then one guy who's like an absolute shitter and then <laughs> comes to find out the undercover boss is like is like the CEO of the fucking company. There's one I watched a couple guys got fired. It's like telling the guy he's like, yeah, we don't like they tell you to do this for corporate. He's like, they're fucking idiots. Don't listen to them. We do this. We're like, do that. And the guy straight up like fired him. I was like, nah, bro, like you're done. And the guy, he looked like he was going to cry. It was fucking hilarious. Oh, dude. my God. But then wow, every the, how entertaining it was to watch that minimum wage worker lose his job because he didn't obey <laughs> corporate <laughs> brought to you by Coke or whatever the fuck comes up. A fucking terrible person. But no, every <laughs> single person, though, every single person has a story. Right. And it's it always is tugging on your heartstrings. And you also come to find out how, like, totally incompetent upper management is when they try to just do the ground level shit. Right. Yeah. So I'm with Flip you, this man. burger. Oh, fuck. Maybe we should. Have it instead of like take your kid to work day, you know, we fucking switch it up with corporate day. All right. I agree. Thank you. That's going to go on my uh, to go on my uh, platform when I run for running the next election. I didn't win this time. There's always next time. You oh, now yeah, I penciled your name in. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I Actually, in your writing, so I don't think don't I didn't have an option in a little empty box or anything to pencil that in. Yo, hey, it's a piece of paper. Make it yours. Spoil that ballot. You know, yeah, I was gonna say, I don't think I don't think it works like that. Right. If you just spoil the ballot. Oh, well, I vote for me. I vote for just put a big X M E. Someone's like, oh, for fuck's sakes. <laughs> question mark, question mark, question mark. See voting info. <laughs> Fucking idiot. Like, all right, I'm going to give you some options here. Uh, what 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 sort of uh, what sort of vibe? Actually, I'm going to let you choose. Give me the vibe you want to sort of head towards the end of the episode on. So we got a little time left and, and I'll pick one of the remaining stories that that fits uh, feel good or superheroes. One of two feel good or superheroes. Well, the one about <laughs> the world ending, probably not for you. Um, well, let me ask you this then. How are your palms? Sweaty knees. Weak arms. Spaghetti. No. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, are you wearing a clean sweater? Uh, no, I mean, are no, you feeling up? How are you feeling? We, we were supposed to get around to this, weren't we? Since we 
foreshadowed earlier but are you are yeah. you feeling in are you up for some mom spaghetti i am up i i think this is so fucking cool man like yo good for you em go make your money bro. on september 30th a new restaurant opened in downtown detroit mom's spaghetti opened up and a special guest showed up to help serve customers who, who could have that who could that have been who showed up to mom's spaghetti in detroit brand new it's opening be, it's b rabbit <laughs> all right so we were talking about this i think before which is that he um this was like a pop-up restaurant I guess he had experimented with like some years ago and I guess it was popular. So they decided to buy it. But the way it works, and I think this is like the future of restaurants right here, is it's just like a, it's literally a hole in the wall. Like there's no inside, like you just order at the window. It's almost like a stationary food truck that's like mm-hmm. built into the built into an actual building. So I can dig that. Yeah. The menu is fire too. It's just like, there's no bullshit. It's just yeah, it's like spaghetti. spaghetti, spaghetti and balls, spaghetti like, and balls. Yeah. I think there's, there's like vegan balls and then yeah, there's like spaghetti a spaghetti, spaghetti, spaghetti sandwich. sandwich. Yeah. Like yeah. that's it. $9 for mom's spaghetti. How do you feel? It comes in like, and I saw it, it comes into like, uh, almost like the Chinese food, like foldable cartons. Like the oh, little, totally fair. Totally. That's fine. I fuck with that. As I like that. Spaghetti's good. That I would, I would probably go there straight up. Like no sure. bullshit. I Next line, definitely... hit up a Lions game, get some mom spaghetti. Yeah, man, I fucking like spaghetti, right. man. So do I. So is Eminem like an actual like financial partner in this? Or yeah, this I, I like believe stock? so. Like I, I, I believe think so too. He must. I mean, there it's like his name, image, image likeness, like a college athlete, like mom spaghetti. It, he's in a commercial for it too. There's actually a, a an ad that is oh, hilarious. Okay. By the way, I'm gonna put that up on up on the social media. This oh, really? Week. I missed that. You're down. Oh, 100 percent, man. Hundred mm. fucking percent. Then mm. yo, you gotta cook the pasta right though. Like if it's some shitty cooked pasta, I'm never coming back. I saw the ad. It looked like they were doing some pan fry, you know, mm. like with a big like stainless steel wok, you know, mixing mm. the balls in. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I like the idea of like the little like white box fucking Chinese fold up shit. So do too. I. I dig that. So do I. Like I think, I fuck I think everything should come in that. Recyclable though, not those like wax lined ones where you know it's just gonna end up like choking a dolphin in a few years like everything bro everything <laughs> speaking of which dude ihop i gotta sell y'all out we went into fucking ihop dude everything they give you is in a like a disposable container the only thing that we used that wasn't gonna go in the garbage was the plate the fork wow. and knife came out inside of a fucking packaged like little like disposable thing the cup of water i got was in a plastic cup with a lid on it uh everything was like everything was going in the trash, everything, bro. Other than yeah. the fucking glass plate. Sad, sad reality. It's because you can't win. There's no solution that works. Like do the dishes. What do you mean? The fuck oh, so you mean? become a regular restaurant, right? Like, yes, but I got to pay some other teenager to clean those things. Yeah, true. You've seen there's an employee shortage. What am I going to do? Get the executives to come down here and do the dishes. <laughs> yeah. Not an IHOP. <laughs> uh, we don't Speaking do that. It's the International with- House of Peons. <laughs> it felt that way. Like I said, everybody had a face tattoo there. Hey, don't just don't hate. Don't discriminate. Not hating. I was actually impressed by it. We brought it. I brought it up to Haley. I'm like, yo, the fact that they actually hire people with face. This is like, that's sick because service was great. It's fantastic. Oh. All right. I actually tipped the guy extra like he was bomb. He was really Forward good. thinking IHOP. I dig it. I dig it. Breaking down barriers. Virginia woman uh, left hospitalized and hallucinating after a venomous spider bit her lip. Hey. Yeah. So uh, Virginia woman was left hallucinating after she thought she was going to die. She was bit on the lip by a brown recluse spider. This is really a venomous spider in America. There's not many of them 
in America right. that are actually can fuck you up. This one can. So Sherry Maddox, she's on a 10 hour kayaking trip down the river, down the Staunton River when she was uh, bitten by the spider. Didn't initially realize, you know, how serious the bite was. Still felt painful the next day. So she sought antibiotics. But then it became incredibly fucking swollen. And it looked like something was seriously going on. I'll send you the photo, dude. Jesus fucking Christ. Now, at one point, she told the news she hallucinated, not realizing she had been transported from one hospital to another. Instead, imagining she was still at home. (laughs) So after she was hospitalized, the doctor realized it must have been a brown recluse, uh, which is also apparently known as a violin spider. It's got a hmm. little like violin mark on its back. Oh, yeah. So point being here. Is so that, it's like, the world's smallest violin <laughs> for real, except it makes your face fucking explode. Now, the reason I bring it up is because like this is Spider-Man in real life. This is what happens on all those fucking like you get superhero shit. No, no, no. You touch a fucking like power plant. Your arm explodes. You die. You don't become fucking electro man. You get bit by a fucking little spider. You don't start shooting web. You fucking swell up and die. So I just, I just thought what a great like, you know how like Marvel does all these spinoff shows now. We yeah. should do a show where Peter Parker gets bitten by a spider. But instead of becoming Spider-Man, he just trips dick for hours wandering the streets of New York City. Like, oh, I'm Spider-Man. Like, whoa, this guy's fucked, man. This half naked dude pretending he's shooting spider webs. Uh, yeah. You, Story you of how Peter Parker becomes like a meth head. <laughs> like, I'd no, watch imagine, that. Imagine they remake Spider-Man and it goes to the part that he gets bit and he just dies and the movie ends. <laughs> and a, over. A new a new series coming to Disney Plus. Why is it only one episode? Spoilers. Holy fuck. He got bit by this crazy spider from the like South Africa that we don't have the venom for. Oh foaming on the floor. Like <laughs> call 911. Yeah, we don't have that. Sorry. His oh, blood no. is coagulating. Well, too bad. <laughs> Spider-Man. Series. Spider-Man. Bit by a spider and dies, man. That's it. <laughs> so One this episode. woman recovered. Did she? Did, you gotta, I got to get the conclusion here. Yeah, she's all Gucci. They gave her uh, they gave her some antiviral or antiviral shit and she's all right. So she Not just had viral. like the trip of a lifetime down down a yep. river and her fucking lip swell up like a like an inflatable bi- uh, bike tube, man. Like it's huge. Oh, yeah, dude. It looks fucked. Like she had like 8000 lip injections. Too much filler on the top. No, I just like I, I I remember like growing up as a kid being like, that's so Spider-Man got bit by a radioactive spider. That's fucking cool. But there's some there's some wild ones out there, too, where dudes get powers like the Flash, bro. Like, what do you mean? You're going to get fucking shocked by lightning and shit and like gain all these powers and like, you know, be able to fuck off with that shit, dog. So the premise for a lot of the superheroes is just like something that would have killed any other human being. So does the opposite and turns this person into like some powerful being. Yeah, man, maybe fucking that's so that uh, guy who shot himself with all those BB guns to try to get like a bullet immunity. Yeah, he's he's smart. He's smart. He's so on he's to something. To, he's on to something, bro. He's, he's got to watch a little more Marvel, but uh, he'll get there. He'll get there. He was also uh, microdosing with bullets. Is the correct terminology? Right, OK, right. Sorry, I, I don't want to offend that guy. I feel I feel bad. I feel like he's put in a lot of work, you know, shouldn't disparage his his life's work. He's moved up a few different calibers. OK. So I have a superhero. His his name is Bullet Man. He gets shot in the head, except the bullet goes into his brain and fuses his brain and he becomes a bullet. I just I don't know. I'm just making shit up now. Right. Like, I, <laughs> I mean, that's more far fetched than the rest of these stories. No, here's the here's the real thing. Crime fighter runs down to the street. There's a robbery in progress. Purse being stolen. Gun in her face. OK, it's me. Bullet man. <laughs> Stop there, pedestrian. Guy looks at him, shoots him in the fucking head, just drops him. 
dead. Goodbye, <laughs> Bullet Man. <laughs> On to the next purse. You're fucking. You're dark, bro. I hate superheroes. No, I don't. We're gonna, do, whoa. <laughs> We're gonna do a whole episode on that. Matt hates superheroes. I just hate like like give me Batman where it's like, all right, you have money. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. Like Jeff Bezos. I don't want that. Yeah, exactly. Like, yo, that I could buy into that. I don't like it, but I could see it happening. What if Jeff Bezos becomes Batman? I he's more Lex Luthor. We've already been over this. He's got money on the other side. He's too old to be Batman. He's like 50 something like, I don't know. He's getting shredded, though. He do HGH. He'd be all right. It's true. He probably gets like in blood infusions from like young people. I shall live forever. (laughs) Listen to those fucking conspiracy people. He definitely is. Oh, of course. He's cracks open a fresh baby every week. (laughs) Stem cells. (laughs) You know, I was watching I was watching a show the other day. I was watching Shane. You ever watch Shameless? I love that show. It's a great, great fucking show. So I'm watching an episode of it, and there's like the end of the episode, the the main the dad, he like I can't remember how he gets into it, but he's like sleeping on the street, and like two guys approach him to like he gets like recruited to be like an activist for like pro like gay rights. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I've seen that. Yeah, so yeah. The episode ends, and like two guys are with him, and one of them is is uh Bradley Whitford, who's in like Get Out. He's like the dad and get out the fucking okay. like super like he's, he's he's in a bunch of shit. He's a great actor. And there's a guy with him and we're sitting on the couch watching it. And I'm like, looking at Lori and I'm like, I'm like, I know the other guy. He's this, this black dude. And I'm like, I know that face. You remember Thomas Jones running back Chicago Bears played like 10 years in the league was on there. He's an actor now. What? Dude, Thomas Q. Jones, as he now goes by, he's been acting since 2013. He's he's in that episode of Shameless. Kind of made sense. He played for the Bears for years. I'm like, the show play takes place in Chicago and all that yeah. shit, right? So I'm I'm fucking around. I'm like, there's no way. I'm like, I think that's Thomas. So I Google Thomas Jones. Sure enough, he's been acting since 2013. And I'm like, all right, like, I'm curious. Like, has he been in anything? He's got no like his credits are like fucking a bunch of nothing. Like not to not to disparage the man, but like he's really not had a much of a career. But do you remember when we were talking about like six months ago that that dude from Toronto and his actor wife who like scammed those vaccines? Yeah, hundred oh, percent. And yeah. we made fun of her IMDb profile. Yeah, yeah. So I'm always hawking IMDb because I'm I'm one of those weird people who likes to like match actors to things and be like, oh, what else were you in? I'm I'm a fucking weirdo. So I had looked up Steve Howie who plays the who plays Kevin in Shameless. So I was curious, like, was he, has he ever been in anything else? Right. So I was reading his um, IMDB profile a couple of weeks ago when I was looking him up and I was laughing at it because if you remember part of us making fun of that, that wife and her IMDB thing was reading her biography and being like, yo, this is ridiculous. They're like making her out to be Meryl Streep. And like, <laughs> she's like fucking, she's been in like three movies. Yeah. And so when I looked up Steve Howie, I read his bio and it was the same fucking thing. It was the same sort of like ridiculously overworded. I've got it right here. So this is Steve Howie, who's been in pretty much barely anything. He, you've seen Ch- Shameless. This, this is Kevin from Kevin, Shameless. Who's okay. just like, a, um, as Laurie calls him, the world's greatest mimbo. Who's just like a big dopey white dude. Who's just like, all right, this is this is Steve Howie's IMDb. Bow. From nuanced and honest portrayals of fatherhood gone wild across the eighth season of Showtime's Emmy Award nominated series Shameless to palpable intensity on the likes of Sons of Anarchy, Steve Howey reflects a classic masculinity on screen equally steeped in humor and heart. 
that timeless leading man's spark and quiet strength remain signatures of the acclaimed actor, writer, producer, entrepreneur. Does that sound like the same guy? Does that sound like who we're talking about? I need to get a fucking team of writers to write some shit about me, bro. Now, I'm building you a narrative here because I'm bringing it back to Thomas Jones for for non-sports fans. Thomas Jones played in the NFL for like 12 years. Decent player. Good player. Decent. Nothing highly remarkable. You know, solid pro for a long time. Played with the Bears in a Super Bowl, you know, put up a few good seasons. Nothing, Nothing that we would be ashamed of to call our pro football career. This is his IMDb biography. Keep in mind, Thomas Jones has been basically a lot of his roles. His role in Shameless is like man. It's like the credit, like unnamed character. He's played a lot of unnamed characters, but this is his IMDb. Thomas Q. Jones is a captivating force on and off the field. While best known as an unstoppable all-time leading running back that played 12 seasons in the National Football League. Timeout. Pause. What? Pause. What? Pause. Decent player, not all time by any stretch. Not unstoppable, not all time leading in anything, as far as we know. No, not even close. Not <laughs> Jones even fucking close. Has turned his post NFL focus to the world of acting in both film and television and the world of technology as the CEO of mobile app developer Castar Applications. Okay. In film, Jones headlined the independent film Runaway Island alongside Lorraine Toussaint and Aisha Hines. He filmed Straight Outta Compton, the feature filmed um, based on the lives and careers of the hip-hop group NWA. He shared a memorable scene with Paul Giamatti. Now, these are his stellar acting credits, being in a scene with Paul Giamatti. And he was in Straight Outta Compton, because I got curious as well. He's credited as Large Man. So, large Man. I mean... We have got to find a way to make a living writing these bios because people are just writing. It's professional bullshit. Fucking bullshit. <laughs> it's professional bullshit, bro. Written by a guy who never watched Thomas Jones play Put up. professional football. I'm guessing. Write us an IMDb page. Yo, should I? Riveting podcasters. Is that how we're going to get more than four listens an episode? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe that's the path. What do you think happened to us? Do you think I made fun of the occult too much and they hexed us? Do we need to pay $5,100 to get the curse removed? No, it's going to be a little more than that. Oh, because there's two of us probably. It's a double yep. fee. It's a double fee. Yeah. You know, the fact that we live in different places, we're going to have to do a <sighs> Zoom call and it's going to be more yeah. difficult to channel Zoom over premiums. Zoom. Yeah. You know, it's tough, man. It's tough. We'll get it right, though. If not this I week. Have, I have confidence in us. I do, too. If not this week, then next week and beyond. Anyways, IMDb bios for life. We're going to get a nice one written about us. This has been episode 53 of the fucking A podcast. I am Dan. He is Matt. Thank you for listening. Come back for episode 54 of the show. Tell a friend. Show them where to find fucking A. Um, guide them. Be, your, be a friend's podcasting shaman and lead them to the promised land of comedy fun. Just download every episode. Yeah, That's download all, all of them on the last day of the month. Oh, we asked. Yeah, on the last day on of the, the month. On the last That's day right. of the month only. From a very specific location multiple times. Yes. Yes. Just shatter our confidence months later. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening. Uh, you can find the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at fucking A podcast, F U C K I N E H podcast. Email the pod, F N E H podcast at gmail.com. If you want to share, reach out, let us know you exist, validate our existence. 
Any of the above are all acceptable reasons to correspond. Matt, do you have any parting wisdom? Um, yeah, if you go to Atlanta, don't bring cash. Everything's cashless. Really? Everything's cashless. Yep, it's all card now, guys. So do you have a bunch of, like, uh, American money just sitting around now? I do, yeah. I couldn't even fucking spend it. I was going to restaurants and being, like, trying to use it. I was like, nope. You know what you, you know where you could, you know where you could have gotten, where you could have spent it? You could have got singles, and you could have spent them at Atlanta's famous strip clubs. We talked about it. Haley and I talked about it. We should have. We should have. All right. It's always a reason to go back. Clapping cheeks and some fat asses. Clapping cheeks and come on back for the next episode of the show, folks. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Podcast is out. Music is. Smoke with my young mind, killing through the night. I hope a little see the sunshine. And when you niggas put me in the ground, let my head stone read for one time. Smoke with my young mind, killing through the night. I hope a little see the sunshine. And when you niggas put me in the ground, let my head stone read for one time. And I meant that. Niggas got me now, I gotta get some get back. Got me chillin' when you're cheerin' and your bitch at. Niggas thinkin' I ain't in the trench cause I spit raps. I got family members smoking bass in the basement. Gotta have my jewelry cause my uncle might take. Shoot up the other side, the motherfuckers fake. Running rotation, I think my nigga just laced. Got me straight wasted. As I'm smokin' with my young mind, killin' through the night, I hope I live to see the sunshine. Real shit, nigga. And when them niggas put me in the ground, let my head stone read fuck one time. Smoking with my young mind, killing through the night. I hope I live to see the sunshine. And when you niggas put me in the ground, let my head stone read fuck one time. Smoking with my young mind, killing through the night. I hope I live to see the sunshine. And when you niggas put me in the ground, let my head stone read fuck one time. Smoking with my young mind, killing through the night. I hope I live to see the sunshine. And when you niggas put me in the ground, let my head stone read fuck one time.